Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakudu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is a very special episode taking place on the lovely July 22nd. I'm Ryosuken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Genkis and Deeds, and I say this is a very special episode because it's a long back-awaiting time of doing our Music Corner Roundup. Now, it's it's been a while, about a month or so ago, we had our 20th artist for that we did for Music Corner. So every 20, episode, 20 new Music Corner artists that we announce or introduce, we like to do a roundup where we kind of go back and kind of re-listen to everyone here. And... I want to say, you know, every single time, I've said this every time that we have done this, but we get really good at knowing who is fairly casual with everyone, I would want to say, because this time around was probably one of our more stronger picks that everyone liked. And I've said this every single time we've done this, and I think this kind of proves that point that we've learned what is for the general audience, I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this was a wonderful list uh, to come to and put together and really, you know, give our thoughts on. I know me personally, you know, at the end of the show, we're going to talk about our favorites that each of the others put up in our own personal favorite. And I, I had a really difficult time doing that. that. This time around, it was very, very difficult. There was a lot of really front runners from everyone so it, it was this is a really strong list of artists and uh, i i'm very eager to talk about them yeah i agree i think everyone had strong artist picks and going back and listening to these is also a great refresher for us as there's some artists we follow strongly after we introduce them but there are some we do not so this is honestly a great way for us to refresh and see if they've released any new singles since then and see if also our opinions have changed on these artists and that's for sure and with that let's go reintroduce our first artist of this time around and gray you have the lovely chance to introduce your first artist here so go right ahead yeah, uh, so today we're going to start off with a four-member band uh, that blends various genres of rock, funk, and R&B, and that band goes by the great name Spicy Soul, uh, and um, they're, they have the goal of blending the sounds of city and surf. This is a, an amazing group, and I remember when I first discovered them, it was in one of our, you know, who would you recommend sort of topics and I, I i told luna then i wanted to go back and cover this group for music corner when we got the chance and i i went and did just that this group is really really good these guys are fantastic they really have some really good compositions some great vocal work and just a really good overall sound and really great sound quality with compositions you don't always get to hear i remember when we first covered them so what was just one of my favorite tracks that they did and they've really been busy since we last covered them they put out chase louder to bell like all of this is really good i mean they have been really busy 
of their newest releases, Louder is easily my favorite, but it's really hard to pick a favorite when you're talking about Spicy Soul. They are just killers at what they do, and I loved every minute going back and listening to this group. Uh, I'm very interested to hear how you guys, uh, I I remember you guys kind of liking them when we first covered them. So let's start with you, Luna. Uh, what did you think of Spicy Soul going like, back and, do- and re- liking huh? them? <laughs> yes, you, yes. Liking them, I told you that this would have been an artist that I would have done. <laughs> I I know. I, I just I don't want to put words in your mouth. That's why I'm like like I'll say like I mean, though, if you that guys time, want to elevate that. that you, you, you tell that me time you. it would have been correct. I did this for three of your <laughs> artists right now on this particular roundup. But, Luna, go ahead. So, Spicy Soul, I honestly don't remember my initial opinion, to be honest. But I absolutely love them, their musical style, and their vocals are absolutely fantastic. I mean, they have great beats to it, and I feel like they switch it up pretty frequently which is what one of the other reasons i love them is i feel like each song has its own unique appeal and they keep you interested and excited for their next release and they also have a great synergy about them and i honestly think that shines through their music so this was my honestly my favorite pick because they i just could not get enough of how good they are and every single they've been releasing is just fire 2022 has been an amazing year, but not to mention, I mean, their albums are absolutely phenomenal, too. So I've just been excited to see all their new music that they've been doing. And I cannot get enough of them. And I could see, honestly, if you wouldn't have picked them, I think me or Ken would have picked them at some point. Like Ken said, he also would have picked them. I also would have done that eventually, too. But they are just this fun group. You feel the music in your soul, literally. Yeah, you know, for for me, like I said, I probably would have done them eventually. But the thing is, during this time, I still don't know your music taste, Gray, because you always just talk about Idol all the time, male or female. So every single time, I'm just like, I don't know if he's ready for this type of artist. And apparently he is. So, like, when I said... You're going to do Spice Soul. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Now, you know, they've been really dropping a lot of a lot of things out since an abundance of releases ever since we first did them. You know, and I've been really soaking up every little bit of it, to be honest. And he is one of the rare artists that, out of this probably first half, that I actually kept up with. And I regularly had looked forward to any releases that they have done and honestly i can't wait to see what the future has in store with them they had an amazing first half of 2022 and i can't wait for the rest of the year yeah i'm so glad you guys really love this group uh ultimately because this when i listened to them i knew they were special and this was one of those groups that as like i i had to share uh, with you guys, with the listeners, because you know they are really good, and if you are not listening to Spicy Soul, I think you're missing out. So you get you gotta get in there and check out some Spicy Soul. 
Agreed. So the next one was my artist, and that was Kiki Vivi Lilly. She is a song singer-songwriter who often crosses the boundaries between pop and R&B style of music. She is a remarkable vocalist with unique melodies that easily translate into different genres. And I will say the one thing about her is her collaborations or where it's at. She did a whole collaboration album with Sukisha called Over the Rainbow. And she has done many, many more. And I honestly think she shines in all her collaborations. She just has this nice pop R&B fusion style that you remember. And she has the vocals to pull it off. And she hasn't released too much since we covered her however what she has released has been pretty solid i would love to hear what uh you think of her gray yeah i remember when uh we covered her i remember me and you sitting and talking about her and i remembered at the time uh i was like you know her solo stuff I i'm kind of net on but i i really love her collaborations and going back and listening to her i have found a bit more appreciation for her solo work i still think her collaborations are a lot better uh you know one of my favorite songs that she does is you know her release with uh, her new song uh, up to you with syrup I think that might have been out. I can't. I can't remember if that was out when we covered her or not. No, but, you guys, it wasn't uh, out at that time. Okay, I thought it wasn't, but I didn't want to say with any definiteness that that this song wasn't out yet. Um, but her her song with Syrup is really good, and it just showcases her her vocals and her her talent really well. I think she's an amazing vocalist, and and I think she knows who to work with to really to really maximize like her vocals and she she likes to go with like some very interesting compositions that she likes to sing to and i really think that you know you know she's really good again i think her collaborations are a bit better than her solo work but she's still worth checking out and definitely listening to she is a wonderful artist and I, I'm going to pretty much sound like a broken record to you, Gray, and I think exactly the same. She is a very, very strong vocalist, but she's probably the strongest when she's collabing with someone else. You know, you know, up to you. What, featuring Syrup is really good. Even the Farewell song featuring uh, Sodane as well was really, really good as, you know, really showcasing her. However, you know, her latest song, Runaway, that just came out you know at the time of when we were recording this a week ago it's it it's something that i really appreciate for her because she is something that does she's an artist that really kind of goes with it and takes you on this journey and there's a lot of other artists that does this but she kind of does it with a more homely touch i would want to say because Runaways is absolutely probably a phenomenal song. And probably one of her strongest solo songs I've heard from her. But, you know, overall, I really appreciated going back to her. And I honestly can't see what's in store for her in the future. I 100% I agree. Runaway is absolutely phenomenal. And that has been a treat to listen to. And I, I, I honestly sound like a broken record as well. Because that's probably one of her best solo songs. I still love Lazy. 
However, her collaborations are just so good. I think it's just this combination of how she works with other artists just fits very well. So, but she's, I'm looking forward to more from Kiki Vivi Lily and can't to see what, uh, can't wait to see what she does in the future. Yeah, that's for darn sure. And with that, I guess I'll move on to my next artist here. And that is Atara Yo. And they are a four member female led rock band that got, you know, that started in Tokyo. And one of their major namescaping here is, you know, being the night so beautiful that it's regrettable to be the dawn and they kind of really grow up on that very emotional filled and thought provoking style of music and you know with their vocalist Hitomi obviously overall and a lot of their stuff really deals with love and things like that and I honestly really did like going back to them they never really left my rotation to be honest however out of the new things that they did introduce from this was their acoustic album now that is something that they honestly really really needed because it gave a fresher breath air to a lot of their songs and it actually made me want to compare both versions because both of them just sound like it's the acoustic version sounds like a 2.0 like everything that they've learned so far they put into mind here and they when they did the acoustic album, only about a fourth or so of their entire discography was done. So I honestly can't wait for a volume two when it finally gets announced, because I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah, no, I really glad you, you picked this group, Kim, because I remember when we first covered them, this, this is a group I, I wound up not really liking a whole lot. And, uh, I going back and listening to this group really put things in perspective for me and I wound up absolutely loving their acoustic sessions album and I, I actually added it to my library. I'm I'm gonna be going back and listening to that probably at work tomorrow. Uh it was so good. I, that whole album is really good. It's only eight tracks, but those are some really amazing eight tracks and they really just blow your mind and even though it's an acoustic it's called the acoustic session the very first one's actually a piano track it's not even an acoustic track but still it is just really good i i wound up really loving the acoustic versions of all of all of these songs that they had and uh, I was really just mesmerized by them, and it really made me grow an appreciation for the lead vocalist, uh, Hitomi. She has an amazing vocal range, and I really feel like it shines so well in on their acoustic album. Like it just the composition really complements her vocals really well. And I wound up really changing my opinion of this group. And, you know, through all, I wouldn't say 180, but it's pretty close to 180. I, I just really wound up liking them a lot. They are, my, my opinion of them has really changed. Now, the thing is, though, but because you pretty much really fell in love with their acoustic version, did you end up? kind of liking the original version as well or was it just the acoustic version that really got you 
No, uh, I went back and listened to their other stuff too, and uh, I, I don't like. I said I don't know. Sometimes like when we go when we do these roundups, I, I don't remember exactly the beef I had with them. Just like I remember whether or not I liked them or didn't like them. Well, I, uh, and I, the nuances. I usually, I usually remember a lot of the the reasons why, uh, and it was mostly because you, um, they were very emotionally driven style of composition and singing style but you know like i sometimes like i really like the emotional driven stuff so i don't know why i don't know why they weren't clicking um before but uh they i went back and i listened to them and uh i i really liked them uh this time uh, maybe i don't know maybe i'm in a different place in my life to where i can appreciate this music a lot more than i did when we first covered them but it Overall, I wound up, like I said, really liking this this band, and I think they're they're really good. So I I loved Atarayo, and I honestly think they're absolutely phenomenal. And I was I'm just glad. So I've been following them since you introduced them. Kenneth Summer Hayes has never left my playlist for summer, and in general, a lot of their music has ended up in my playlist due to the fact that I just love that they're an emotionally driven group. I mean, Haduru, Shotsky, you know, Pierce, Usotsky's hearing a lot of these on their acoustic album they dropped is just, I love hearing that different side. And like you said, going back and listening to the originals and going back and listening to the acoustic and comparing it because I love hearing the differences and appreciating each for what they are. And I'm glad they dropped that. And I mean, not not only did they release that this year, I mean, they had uh, Kyokia ni Oite Sukiha Katarazu as well. And I mean, there's some amazing songs on there. Like I Love Polar Night. And I know some of these are coming from their Before Dawn album. But still, it's just always nice to see them continuing releasing great songs. And I just, I, I just cannot get over how good they are, how well this group you know, meshes together, you know, the harmonies that they can do. And I think that's one of the reason I've enjoyed them so much. It, and I absolutely love Hitomi. Her vocals are amazing. But I think the group as a whole has this really good camaraderie because, you know, you'll hear Mashi also in the tracks as well. And Hitomi and Mashi have just such a great combination and you can just feel the emotions coming through their voices and through the music itself. All right, so for our uh, next music corner, uh, I went with a little, very interesting. Uh, they're kind of labeled as a, they're they're, a, they're labeled as a rock project, and I think that's a good way to describe it. So, uh, the name of the group is called Nolberich, and it is led by Jeremy Quartus, aka JQ, and the the concept of this group is. Depending on the composition, depending on the song and what they're going to do, they really rotate out, you know, who's going to be in the group. So it just really depends on the song and what they're doing. So there's it's an ambiguous number of people really attached to it. And that's why it's a project and not necessarily a band. And But it is all led by JQ and his mind is at, at the front of this and he he is really good. He is writes really good compositions that 
are really layered and the name noble rich comes from the word null and rich and it's a portmanteau of the two uh, and it's the idea of nothing but rich there's nothing but rich sound and like noble rich is i really love noble rich uh ever since we covered them they've only really dropped their hangout ep but that is a really freaking good ep and i i highly recommend going checking that thing out it is really good uh nova rich is fantastic and i highly recommend you guys checking nova rich out uh i'm very eager to hear what you guys have to say so lena let's start with you what did you think about your revisit to nova rich so I honestly don't remember my initial thoughts, but I liked him. I'm I'm pretty sure those were my initial thoughts. And my <laughs> opinions haven't changed. I mean, Nolbridge is my style of music, to be honest. The chill type of vibe he gives off, that kind of... I'm trying to think of... He has a unique flair. They, I'm going to say they have a unique flair to it. I also love that JQ, you know... Be, switches up the members in there and you don't know who's going to be who it's such a great versatility to have and i mean i'm honestly surprised you picked them i i would think this is a ken pick to me just just because of the style but i am I mean, very glad you picked <laughs> you picked like like i said earlier with spicy soul i've always kept Nobarich in my mind because i'm like i've listened to a l- bunch of his tracks prior to to doing the, the music corner about them but i wasn't sure on how you would react to them so i've always been conscious of that and be like eh, i'm not sure if he's ready and when he's when gray said that you know you were going to introduce noberich i was like huh it's a very interesting group for you to pick but hey that leads me to choose another group that i would love to introduce to you guys so i'm happy that honestly you were able to choose noberich because you know, he is, this project, I should say, is actually very, very interesting. And like I said, like you just said, Luna, this sounds like an artist that I would have picked. And I probably would have picked, but it was just that I think that a lot of his stuff, especially from, you know, like Guess Who and, and things like that, and... The, the mini album Second Galaxy and Hello World and New Gravity and stuff like that is actually really, really good. Hangout, which just also came out back in March, is phenomenal. I'd highly recommend it. Overall, overall, I've enjoyed my time going back to him. And I've, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of these early picks, especially in this front half, I want to say, were picks that were really, really well done. For for us, I think this is the most front heavy picks that all three or all three of us have picked that we just all loved, and I love that about this. So I I wish nothing but the best for Noberich, for his future and for his project's future, and I can't wait to see what's coming up next. I agree with that. Hangout was a phenomenal EP, and I'm looking forward to what Noberich has in store for us next. Alright, so with that, I had chosen the five-member rock band Novel Bright from Osaka, and they, like I said, they 
It's a five-member rock group. It is really led by Takanaka Yudai, who is the main, who is on vocals. And you can tell this band really centers around his vocals. I mean, yes, you do hear the other, you know, the other members. You know, you got the, the guitarist, the bass, drums, all that stuff. However, I will say, you know, Yudai is really where it's at. And you can tell their inspiration. They were inspired by 1OK Rock. You hear that in their music, which I'm totally okay with. I absolutely think Novel Bright, Udai's vocals are absolutely phenomenal. And they have some great melodies, unique arrangements. And I enjoy, they're like a powerhouse rock band. And they just pull you into their music. And I'm glad to see that they've actually released quite a bit since we last covered them. Which was very, very exciting. But I am curious to hear everyone else's thoughts on Novel Bright if you still feel the same way. Ken, why don't we start with you? So for me, you know, now Novel Bright is actually an absolutely amazing band. I love a lot of their tracks, such as, you know, Walk With You and Hummingbird and Handle and stuff like that. However, there is one thing that actually really kills my momentum about them. And... It, it feels like for me personally, this is this only for me and, you know, as a, a lover of rock and things like that, it it really does not sound like there's no band synergy for me. And I think that's because of the approach that they style to make. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of these tracks that they have in their discography that is super, super high on um, Yudai and uh, Tuckett. Takenaka Yudai. And to a point, because his, his vocals are absolutely phenomenal. However, it gets so up in the forefront here that to a point that occasionally some of their tracks sound like he's a solo act. And unfortunately, I can't unhear that. There are some tracks that it's just them, uh, the the rest of the band with, you know, yep, the, the guitarists and the bass and drums without you die there but it's hard to try and pitch them in my mind as a band if it really just feels like you die in the forefront <laughs> that's the only thing and i totally see that because that is and that is a very valid um thought on that because you really do hear they concentrate on you die's vocals so much Sometimes you forget the other band members are there, and that is a takeaway from it. I will say their newest album, Ascot, is amazing, and I do recommend checking it out. So it was nice going back to them and re, you know, just revisiting them because I'm not super into male-led groups, you know, even if it's pop, rock, whatever. So I think it was really Takenaka Yudai's vocals that pulled me in, but you know, I I see your band is a point sometimes you think he is the main act and that's what it's there for great what did you think of novel bright going back to them yeah no uh i i loved going back to them and i i wound up really enjoying their latest album of sort i i think that is a great album overall their latest uh single warrior is really good too uh that this is a group i i really like it when we first covered them and i i i think going back and listening to it i think i really just kind of reinforced it i i, I like novel bright they're really good uh they're a solid rock band that i think they have 
good sound. I can see where you guys are saying, like, you know, they really do lean into Udai's vocals. Uh, but sometimes you have to play to your strengths. Uh, I'll, I'll just be the devil's advocate in that. And, you know, his vocals are really good. And oh, yeah. So the, I the, mean, there's there's nothing saying that he has really sucky vocals. It, it You rely on your strengths, just as you say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's... There's, you know, guitar solos and stuff like that and some of their stuff. And, and so, you know, the, the other members do get a little time to shine a bit, too. And I think the song compositions work really good. And I think overall, they're a really good band. They're a solid rock band. And uh, the, I think they they do what they need to do. And I, I think they're great for that. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to my lovely new artist here. And that is Harumi. And, you know, she... She's an also very interesting artist here because I think I've I mixed it up this time around by not only introducing one I introduced a couple of of Hapa singers in this time in the roundup here and she's a half Japanese Filipino vocalist and her whole thing is you know she wants to sing from the bottom of her heart and you can tell that she has that it factor that really really stands out and honestly I kind of want to say this as I don't I think you guys could agree with this as well for a solo artist solo female artist she probably has one of the strongest vocals not vocal ranges but just vocals in our roundup for this time around for female artists anyway you know songs like Koi and Pride just really show off of that really really well and I really kind of want to hear how you guys kind of retook to that. I remember you guys really liking her overall. So, start with you, Luna. And I, I want to say I agree with you. She is the strongest vocalist. Like, the uh, you want to talk powerhouse? Female? By far. And I mean, there's other very strong vocalists. But Harumi is... She reminds me of a combination if Sharice and Beverly had a baby. It'd be Harumi because of the vocals. And just how when you listen to her vocals, she, I'm trying to even think of how to describe it besides, I mean, um, she reminded me when Sharice covered Whitney Houston songs. So that's kind of like her powerhouse in that range. And she blows you away and you feel the emotions coming from her as she sings, not just because she's a powerful voice, because she puts all that she puts her heart and soul into her music. And going back to her, I mean, like, I never stopped listening to her because she has some absolutely amazing songs. I mean, Koei and Zuto have been on one of my lists and her newest single zone is that came out in May is just phenomenal. And I love that you can hear just it, not just the power in her voice, but just her music in general. And, you know, she also had a new album drop at the beginning of the year as well, which was just, it was just so nice to hear her do new music and just hear her as a whole. I mean, she is the embodiment of R&B and soul. And that is the perfect way. If someone wants an R&B and soul singer, Harumi is who you would recommend just her voice alone is perfect. Uh, 
Yeah, no, uh, he, uh, Harumi is amazing, and uh, I wound up really, really loving her. Uh, I, I'm just going to echo you guys in saying she has amazing vocals, and it really shows. Uh, but I want to take uh, one moment to talk about a song that she did on her Heartbeat <laughs> album that's very near and dear to my heart, and I think Ken, Ken knows the song I'm talking about. I and was the one that pointed uh, it out. <laughs> Yeah, you you were, uh, and uh, the, this this is this is uh, I love this track, and uh, the reason why is because she does it with Ryosuke from Color Creation, and it's so nice to hear that man's vocals again. I, I'm not gonna lie, like just hearing that man sing, uh, and he work he really works well with Harumi. I would love for those two to. Uh, work together again because he's also half Filipino if I remember correctly mm-hmm. so so it would be really cool if the, those two really worked together and did a couple more if they did like a full duet album I think that would be fantastic because uh, I think they play off each other really well and uh, yeah this was this was just a treat I, I loved every track on her Heartbeat album and yeah her latest release Zone is a powerhouse so I think this was an amazing pick, and uh, I really, really wound up digging uh, Harumi. I mean, she is amazing, and uh, I, I am I'm very eager to see where her career takes her. Now, there's one thing I want to just ask because you never you skirted around the question here. Do you think she's in our group of this this roundup, you think she is one of the strong, more stronger vocalists in this one? I know there's another vocalist that I've introduced that could possibly rival her, but it, it's hard because uh, we we're going to talk about a couple of solo vocalists, and they're all really good. They're yeah. all they're all very talented in their own no, way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it it's hard to say. I, I would I would. I don't know if I would say her. There's one other solo vocalist I think really could give her a run for her money. Yeah. Uh, and that's another one that you put on the list. Yes. <laughs> uh, that we'll talk about a little later. And that's the only... Uh, uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's, this, is a, this is a great I, list. I, this is a, I, like, I completely it, understand. Mostly because yeah. when we get to her, it's going to be a very strong comparison to Harumi when we get to her as well. But um, she is an she is an intensely strong vocalist, and I would say that she's in the top five um, vocalists that we've ever covered uh, on Music Corner. That is that is easy. Just just in general, <laughs> just in general, yeah. Like she she is she is she is really good. She is really good. But uh, moving on to. Uh, our next music corner, uh, we are going with a three-member piano rock band uh, known as uh, Omoi no Take. And uh, this is a group that really caught my eye. And this is actually one of the groups that Apple Music recommended to me. And <laughs> uh, if you go in the For You section, uh, this is one of the groups that they had. And uh, I wound up checking them out. And I wound up really liking them. I really dug their sound, uh, their music. I like that. I love that the the piano and almost jazz like infusion that they do with some of their stuff. 
Uh, I wound up really digging Omoe no Take. I would have loved to have seen them release something else uh, in between when we last talked about them and they now. <laughs> well, they, they did Heart. So they did release Heartbeat. You're right. You're right. Uh, but I would have loved to see more than one song. <laughs> let, let me rephrase that. I would love to have seen a little bit more than one song because this, this group is great. And I really really dig them and i would love for them to i mean it's been a long time since they released another album and i would i was really hoping they would have dropped an album between now and then because they have so many singles but they still haven't dropped an album outside of their so far album which was back in 2017 so i i love a though i think they're fantastic it, especially if you want to hear just something this is a little different than the average group i, I mean i mean they're not insanely different but they're different enough that i think it works really well i think i think it works really really well and i wound up really digging Amoe no Take. i think they're just a lot of fun especially their ever blue song that that thing is fire um, but uh i do not remember how you guys felt about this group so luna let's start with you what did you think of Amoe no Take? so i don't remember if i was on this episode we covered them you were. If, oh, well, that shows how much I remembered them. <laughs> so I'm glad I went back to them because I honestly forgot forgot about them. I I will say going back was was a nice experience because they have great vocals. They have some interesting compositions. I do like their that they have kind of a fu- fun jazzy pop style. I, I think it, their vocals play very, very well with their style. Um, I feel at times they might not always be for me because sometimes they can be a little too much. And occasionally some of their songs, you know, sound a little similar, the typical boy band, you know, type of thing. However, I greatly enjoyed their Ever Blue EP and I love their newest single, Heartbeat. I thought Heartbeat was phenomenal. What was my initial opinion on them, if anyone remembers? Because I honestly don't. I said you weren't. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. Oh, that explains it. Because I really don't remember them. <laughs> yeah, I said you weren't. You weren't on the episode. It was, uh, episode them. Uh, this was during the time you went. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you 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 did like them and. You know, I couldn't remember if you were on that or not, but it's good that uh, you were able to go back and, and check them out because, yeah, they are, uh, like I said, they are really good, and I, I'm really glad you were able to check them out. Ken, what did you think of Omoe no Take? So, I mean, going back to them, it's it's very interesting, I mean, because you, you say they're a piano rock band but it, it's 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 more like pop rock at, at this point because unfortunately pop rock falls into them into that erroneous genre of there for for that and yeah you, they have some very interesting things going on here i really did like heartbeat their latest release from when we last did cover them everblood was really really good prequel is also fairly good as well the only thing for me though for for them is that there wasn't that real hook for me to get into them and i'm just i'm gonna be harshest on bands and that's that's the unfortunate thing and 
unfortunately, you decided to do a lot of bands this time around near the tail half. So I was a little bit more critical on on them specifically than I would have with your your earlier artists. And while I I do really look forward to what they have in the future, mostly because they really do fit the Sony style, unfortunately. And that that is one thing that I. I kind of like yet I am afraid of <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no, uh it, I mean it, it's fair. Uh, like I said, I, I really like them and I I do agree with you that, like I I chose uh to call them what they call themselves which is a piano rock band but I uh, it it is pop rock at the end of the day and uh you know, I've always had an ear for pop rock. I know it's it doesn't get the a lot of love because it's pop rock, but <laughs> Uh, I've, I've always had an ear for it and I really like it. And, uh, you, you know, I, I think, in, you know, Omo Inotake, I think they really can uh, go like that extra mile and, yeah, they just do something a little extra different. So, I, I, but I understand where you're coming from, Ken, and uh, I think your criticism is fair. Uh, and, uh, but still, uh, I'm glad we were able to go back and talk about them and, uh, I, I am very eager to see what they do next. So with that, let's continue on to my lovely artist here of the little black dress. And she is a singer and songwriter. You know, they got her back, her start back in 2016. She's actually really influenced by a lot of the songs that she did listen to while she was growing up. And she kind of dubbed a new style called Kyle rock with the, the lovely theme of hidden happiness. And within Kayokoku, which is translated to modern J-pop. She wanted to convey that Kayokoku as Japanese culture, and I really think that she did kick that off of what we expect of what the new Reiwa slash new era of music is. As you know, she is a an artist that was born in Heisei, influenced by Showa style of music, and having trying to influence what the modern J-pop is for the Reiwa era. Now, I really think it's very interesting how she did this. And she, like, like I've said, she's everything that I wanted Sayaka Yamamoto to be. Someone who has a very strong rock background, who is an absolutely amazing vocalist that can blend genres across all tracks. And she really stands out. And... She really breaks the mold of what it means to be the girl with the guitar that a lot of artists fall into, unfortunately. And like I've said earlier, and we alluded to this a little back with Harumi, she's also a vocalist that kind of rivals her on some respects as being one of a strong solo vocalist on this batch of roundups. And I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say. I believe all three of us were on this episode because... It, it was the was years not. after, so... Oh, you weren't. You weren't. Mm-mm. I was not. So, let, let's go with you, Luna. How did you feel about Little Black Dress? I would say she does rival Harumi. I think Harumi has a little bit more powerful voice, but Little Black Dress easily rivals her because she is also a powerhouse of vocals. And I loved her music style because it was very unique. I love that she does what she wants. You know, she, this is she has this own unique style, 
And it's obvious when you listen to her music, it is her. And that is one of the things I absolutely love about her is, I mean, she just has this about her. And I, I don't know how to explain, like, composition-wise, I would say yes. And her vocals. She does have a rivalry powerhouse like Harumi does, but she still has that unique voice that you recognize. And I honestly, like, I, I just fell in love with her music. And her newest track that actually just came out three days ago, White Rain, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw that drop, I was very, very excited. And just listening to how different some of each of her tracks are, like the one she did earlier, Regina, the reversal, was very intriguing, you know, style-wise. And, I mean, I just... I just loved listening to each track and just recognizing how each thing changed while you listened. Uh, yeah, I, I love Little Black Dress. And uh, if there's anyone on that we're going to talk about today that would rival Harumi's vocals, Little Black Dress is going to be the one. And I, I, I don't know. like It really, it's hard. You know, if you had if you had to stick a gun to my head, I think I might would say, Harumi has stronger vocals, but it's it's just really hard. I mean, they, they're both so freaking good, and I, I loved Little Black Dress when we first covered her. I downloaded her U- Ukiyota album, and I've been kind of going back to that one periodically. Anyways, I, I love Mirror. That's a great song, mm-hmm. and uh, her new stuff is really freaking good too. White Rain is phenomenal. Uh, Regina of the of the uh, reversal is really freaking good too. Uh, she's just got amazing song after amazing song, and I, I think she is phenomenal and really just an amazing, amazing singer overall. She is fantastic. All right, and following up Little Black Dress, we have another female vocalist, but to this, a completely different style. So I went with Takeuchi Ana. And she is a pop singer-songwriter who made her major debut under Sony. She is actually a Japanese-American, born in L.A., later moved to Kyoto. And she is also that, what you would say, typical girl with guitar. However, I will say in her defense, yeah, she might be considered that. But when you listen to her music, you don't always wreck it. It's not that typical girl with guitar sound. She has this poppy, bright cutesiness to her that makes her stand out. And you can hear that in so many of her songs. And one of the ones that stands out very well is Ice Cream. And it's just this cute little pop tune. And she also, with her cover, she's covered a lot of different styles of tracks on her EP she's done. And one of them was the TLC track, No Scrubs. And I like how she takes these... Um, you know, American songs and does a interesting version. And she does make them with a girl with guitar feel, but she puts her own spin on it, which I love. And she just has this soothing feel with her voice and just the versatility as she does, because she doesn't do just one genre. She can easily move around and she has these distinct vocals and relatable lyrics. So I think she is one of those artists who can grab all gen- uh, all fans from generations. And I'm curious to hear what, if your opinion's changed on her since we talked. I know she released her new album, Ticket, and also has a new summer song out. So why don't we go with you, Gray? What did you think of Takeuchiana? 
Uh, yeah, uh, I remember liking her. Uh, she was kind of hit and miss with me, if I remember correctly. But overall, I liked her when we first talked about her. And going back and listening to her, I, I wound up liking her even more. I, you know, Ice Cream is a great song, but I mean, her whole Ticket album, I, I thought was fantastic. I, I listened to every track on that thing. It was wonderful. And uh, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, to me, uh, I got a Mamoon feel from her. Uh, I think she really just gives me like that Mamoon vibes. And, uh, and, even vocally, like they're, they're like kind of similar to Ma Moon, but uh, still she's doing like her own thing and it's really good. And I liked it. I, I thought she was a lot of fun and uh, she's definitely worth checking out. I, I do remember you tell warning me about her music video for Ice Cream and I wound up watching it anyways and kind of regretting not having listened to you. That's a weird music video. It's somewhat nightmare fuel, but I love it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Ken, what were your thoughts on Takeuchi An? If I'm correct, you're already familiar with her music before I chose her. Oh, yeah. No, like, she's another artist that I was like, oh, I had my eye on for the longest time, but I was very thankful that Luna was uh, handling her overall. You know, she has a flair. Takeuchi has a flair. That's absolutely amazing and has to be heard to believe. And, you know, only re while only re-listening to a handful of things when I did the initial write-up of her when we did this, was, you know, it's very, very refreshing to hear an English speaker have, like, several songs spoken in English. And she does it completely in English. I absolutely love it. I really do appreciate her for what she's done with the the industry uh the the only thing for me is she's a little bit too poppy for my taste but that's the only small criticism out of a like a chiseled masterpiece i would say all right M moving on up to our next artist uh we're i'm going to talk about uh the three member boy group the beat garden and i I really wound up liking this group. Now, for most of the Beat Garden's career, they were a four-member group, and it's only recently that they became a three-member group. Since they became a three-member group, they've only had two releases. And I mean, both both singles are really good. Romance is really good, and so uh, Sore na noni ne nande is really good too. I actually I really wound up loving that single overall. And that's their latest uh single. But uh the Beat Garden is a three-member boy group. Uh they did form all the way back in 2012. Uh the members are uh you, uh Ray and Matsuto. Uh and they're really good. I mean, you can tell like they've been at this for a while. Uh they have really good vocals. They know how to harmonize with each other. Uh, and they really live up to their name. I think they have good beats and it's a it's a beat garden. Uh, I love this. I, I loved their Afterglow album. I listened to that. I don't know how much at the end of the year last year. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this three member group's gonna look like. Uh, like we got we got like two songs so we got kind of got like a teaser and i'm really hoping that they really just you know move 
on and really just becomes something else. So uh, I love the Bee Garden. Uh, it, it's it's really awkward to talk about them because we really don't know what they're going to be as a three member unit. That's still kind of nebulous, but uh, I'm curious to hear uh, what were y'all's thoughts on the Beat Garden? Let's start with you, Luna. This is another group I wasn't 100% on. I honestly don't remember if I was on this episode. I think I was. And due to that fact, I was glad to go back to them because I honestly couldn't remember my thoughts on them initially. I will say they have some great vocals, but for me at times, they can be a little bit too poppy. And I mean, there are tracks that I greatly enjoyed, especially like Sore Nano Ni Nande. And I just felt like that track flowed very well in particular and there's some other songs that are just a little too i guess you could say boy groupy for me and they did give me some old school k-pop vibes and there's nothing wrong with that i mean i am a sucker for older k-pop um groups but i mean i did feel at times their composition can be a little much but I mean, it was nice to go back and re-listen to them. And I mean, like I said, their vocals are great. And I think they really have that going from them. And if you like the upbeat music, especially with like boy bands, I mean, it's definitely a group for you because they do really get your energy going and charged. Yeah, they, they do have good energy. And that, that's another reason why I like them, because you really feel that as a, a listener. Uh Kent, uh, I'm very eager to hear. I, uh, what were your thoughts on the Beat Garden? It's 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 really sad because I I really want to like them as a group. However, there is there's nothing really there that stands out for me about them. They're really good as a group, and I would like to see what they have when they're just three members now. However. Groups like them are sprouting out more than ever, especially as we lead into this generation of the modern J-pop. And I really wish they could change. They could have changed my mind, but since they only released one or two songs since we initially did their wrap up, for me, there's nothing there for me to bite on, so to speak. And it's it's a shame because they're a group that I think I would have really liked. Yeah, I was hoping that they would have just a little bit more because yeah, there there are a lot more boy groups popping up, and uh, I I, under, I understand where you're at, Ken, uh, and I would like to like I said like with them being a three member group now instead of a four like that really changes the dynamic, and they could be something really special, but like from what we have. It, it's too early to tell what they're going to be uh, and it just it stinks that that we kind of have to wait a little bit to find out what what they're going to be because I mean they could go they could really make something special or they could fade into obscurity and it's just kind of depends on which way they'll pivot uh, I, I hope they'd make something special but uh, you know we'll have to wait and see but yeah, with that, let's continue on to my group here, and that is Rikuto Soine Gohan. And they are a three-piece pop rock band, you know, that formed in 2017 in Tokyo. And, you know, 
like I've just mentioned, you know, with the next generation of bands kind of making the waves right now, they really try to adapt a nostalgic sound that is more adaptable for audiences. While um, a lot of their mellow but catchy composition grabs the listener, it might not change the game for older listeners like me, but it's it's very, very important to kind of have bands like this to kind of fill the foundation of pop rock here. And, you know, I really appreciate what they try to do here. And, and, and this was just one of those bands that I'm just like, I had in my pocket that, but I wasn't sure how I was going to introduce them when I did. But I would love to see how you guys either like them or not, because I know pop rock is a very interesting genre to try and handle yeah and i i i remember when we covered uriyuku to soine gohan because i i remember the name was a little bit of a tongue twister and they were very refreshing to go back to being honest after you did do them see on them i forgot about them for this time is they are a group I have to be in the mood to listen to the style and like you said you know they're trying to do something different it's not for everyone but at this point when I went back to them I think they have some great compositions I enjoyed their vocals Summer Bloom was a really nice track especially since I've been on a summer kick so I went ahead and added that to my summer playlist and it it was just nice to hear something you know I was listening to a lot of these in order, so going from, like, the Beat Garden to Ryukuto Soine Gohan was a very interesting jump, and I feel like this is what I needed at that time. So, even though I might not always want to listen to them, they're still a nice band to go back to and just get this refreshing sound from. Yeah, uh, going from this group to the Beat Garden is a little jarring. I, I will agree with you, Luna, but they're really good. Uh, they're they're they really hit the notes the way that they need to hit them, uh, and they like there's this nice refreshness to their music. Uh, their songs like Watashi are fantastic. Summer Bloom is wonderful. Uh, their whole Neo Neo album was fantastic, and just listening to them like they are they it's really hard to put into words but i just had such a fun time with this group that i wound up really really digging them and i don't think i was i think this is around the time i started missing shows uh, Mm -hmm. because of my new job so uh i was really really happy to listen to Ryuku to Sone and Gohan because they were so much fun to listen to. I had an absolute blast and I really get to feel like this group is having uh, the time of their lives and that when it comes to a smaller rock band that that's a seller for me. I, I love it when it just seems like the guy, the guys I just, I just like it when, when it sounds like the band's having the time of their life and, and you hear that in their music and I hear that in them. So uh, this is an amazing pick and I'm glad you picked them, Ken. Yeah, you know, like for me, they are a diamond in the rough that I know will probably boom over time, hopefully. I really hope that they are like Narcotaki, that after a while they will find their stride and really blow up. All right, so with that, we move on to 
my artist, who is very different from Uriyuku Tosoene Gohan. And that is the male singer-songwriter and rapper Einstein. So Einstein is a very interesting artist is because he is one that he's not only a vocalist, he is also a rapper. And his music style is a very modern R&B fusion. And at times it goes very close to the hip-hop persuasion. And sometimes it's more poppy. So he can fit in that versatility pretty well. And he has, it's very interesting listening to him. He doesn't release as many tracks as we've seen from other artists. So I honestly wish if he had more than one new track since since we actually talked about him but it's it was nice to go back and revisit him because there are some songs that i absolutely love by him and still in love like i know he no kimie are still some of my top songs lucky is one of the the mid-tempo tracks that i absolutely was obsessed with and i still go back to um but I think going back to him, I did discover my issue is a little bit is the auto-tuning. However, I can see where it can work for him. And I am curious to hear if both of your opinions have remained the same. Has it gotten better, gotten worse? Especially hearing his new track he, ju- he released not too long ago. So, Gray, why don't we start with you? Yeah, no. Uh, so this was my first time checking out Einstein and... Uh, I wound up really, really liking this guy. I think he's fantastic. Uh, he He's an auto-tuner. Uh, he is definitely an auto-tuner. He, it, there's very, very, very few tracks that he does that he auto-tunes, but still, I wound up really digging this guy overall. I loved his letter album. Like just the whole album is really good. It's fantastic. His latest release, Sky, is really good. It's just so catchy and so much fun to listen to. It really feels like you're flying through the sky as you listen to this track. I mean, he really captured it well. It's just, I really liked him. I thought his rapping was really good. His vocal work is really good. The the only reason that you could ding him for the auto-tuning is because he really doesn't need it. It's there... And it doesn't need to be. He really has great vocals that stand on his own. He doesn't need to auto-tune. So so dinging him for the auto-tuning is very fair. But in spite of that, I think he is just a phenomenal uh, artist. And I wound up really, really enjoying my time with Einstein. I wound up loving this guy. He is really good. And I am very eager to see what he does next. Yeah. You know, I... Einstein is a phenomenal vocalist who I had absolutely really loved my time going back to him. However, <laughs> you know, it's like you guys just said. His major usage of auto-tuning is out of control, which is really sad because I really do love his compositions and the beats that he was using throughout a majority of his tracks. And especially as a so- as songs with he- when he was a collaboration artist. However, when he's starts slowing down the usage of his auto-tuning which is sad because like you just said Greg he's a phenomenal vocalist in his own right and it's he doesn't necessarily need it except to just show pizzazz that I think I, that that's my whole thing but you know for me I can find myself <laughs> 
enjoying it a tad bit more if he just got rid of the autotuning. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching the music video for Still Love, and I just, re- I just realized they just end on the music video having them go to a love hotel. <laughs> I just can't stop laughing. Yeah, and that, that was my biggest gripe is I love his compositions. I think he's a great vocalist, but the auto-tuning is where I... That did bother me, especially in Sky. It was a little too much for me. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next music corner. Uh, I had the lovely pleasure of introducing an amazing vocalist, uh, uh, Takaya Kawasaki. Uh, he has had a very close relationship with music from a young and early age. And I, I think it just shows in his music. I think when you listen to him and you hear his voice and his vocal work, it, it's done so well. This guy is so good and so talented. Uh, if I had to put do a comparison that I think is close to him... He's kind of like the male version of Aimeon in, in my mind. Like that's kind of like where he's sitting. Uh, just like the guy with the guitar with really good vocals. He just the the genre you mean, <laughs> not specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, still, like I I, I I really loved. Like I said, I really loved uh, t- uh, Takaya. Kawasaki. I, I his latest release uh I Sansan is really good and Fly High is amazing. That that is an amazing single that I just had a lot of fun with and I still love Be Yourself. That is just a great song. Uh overall I just really love this guy. I think he's fantastic. Uh with some really good song compositions, some great guitar work. Uh, he's just an amazing vocalist, uh, and I'm very eager to hear what you guys said because he was my music corner, and I wasn't even on the show to hear y'all's opinions of him. So this will be my first time hearing what you guys have to say about uh, Takaya uh, Kawasaki. So Luna, let's start with you. What did you think of Takaya, Ta- Takaya Kawasaki? You didn't listen to the initial episode we were on, did you? To hear our opinion so, then and now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I remember you guys had to talk about him, and I wasn't even on the show, so. It, oh yeah, it yeah. No, I remember that. I'm just saying, you know, that episode's out there. If anyone wants to hear our first opinions. Oh. Yep. Yep. Indeed. And sorry, you were breaking up. I didn't hear you. So for Kawasaki Takaya. I, I, I totally see the rendition comparing him to Anyon, just because it, he's like the guy with the guitar. I think my, I honestly think he has an amazing soulful voice that just suits you. His vocals are just absolutely out of this world. However, I think my gripe more is in his compositions because I still feel like going back and listening to him when you're. All the songs start to sound the same and mesh together. You will have a few that really stand out. Like Boku to Boku, for me, is still my standout song after going back to him. And I honestly forgot that was my standout song initially. And going back, I still chose that. That song made me stop on my, my phone and look. Oh, yeah, what's this track? This one really stands out on his calendar album. 
And but the rest of them, after a while, just kind of falls into that similar style type of thing. And I would love to see him branch out, which is what he did in Fly High. And I absolutely loved Fly High. That was a phenomenal digital single. And I would love to see him do more tracks like this because it shows his versatility. And like I said, he is just a amazing vocalist. I just think he needs to change up his compositions a little bit more. And I would love him like a gazillion times more if he did that. Yeah, no, uh, I think uh, I think your criticism is fair. I think, uh, you know, a lot of his compositions, you know, can can sound they're coming all from the same place. So they can they kind of they can get a little samey. He d- he would benefit to mix it up a little bit. So I do think your criticism about about his composition work is very fair. Uh, Ken, what did you think of? I was going to say Kaisuke? not just not just Luna's <laughs> not just Luna's well, criticism <laughs> about the same composition. I absolutely love his vocals. Kawasaki's vocals is probably out of the best out of all the males, probably one of the strongest this time around. Uh, the only thing is, is he doesn't mix it up. He really doesn't mix it up, and it's sad because eighty to ninety percent of your discography really relies on the crux of being a male boy with a guitar kind of thing with a slight piano composition in the background it really hurts me because you know he's an amazing vocalist and I just wish that he mixes it up just a tad bit more and he has been with only three or four releases only a half full of his releases uh, out of his entire discography really tries to mix it up and when he did it sounds amazing. I think Fly High is absolutely great. Um, Ice on Sun is really, really great as well. Be Yourself is really good as well because it broke the mold of what he was to be. The thing is, it's just like, like I said, it it's really difficult to pitch someone when a lot of his discography sounds fairly similar. Yeah, uh, no, like I said, that's that's fair criticism. And see, the, the song that really put him on my uh, put him on my radar was be yourself i love that song that is such a good track and really just amazing and so that that was like really the thing that i noticed and i did go back and i listened to his old stuff and i did wind up really really liking it but it, it doesn't pop nearly as much as his more current stuff but i think th- that his more current stuff is popping a lot more really shows that he's really coming into his own as yeah, an yeah, artist yeah yeah, yeah he's really trying I, but yeah yeah and, uh like i said i think your, your criticism very fair and uh but i i think he's going to have a really cool future ahead of him i can't wait to see what he does next and with that, let's continue on to my lovely group of the four-member rock band that is mine. You know, they got their back. Starting in 2014, and they are purely the best vision of what disco is nowadays. They are essentially what Japanese disco, with a unique blend of 80s style of funk and neo-soul and R&B that led with out-of-this-world composition and vocals, you know, led by Hikari, you know, her really cool and dignified vocals really set the mood and really welcome a lot of listeners into mime and you know they are a group that i previously introduced to luna way back when about a year and a half ago now and i've been waiting for them to really do an album to really kind of go into them 
Now, they are a very special band for me, you know. Hikari has really, really great vocals that really bring out the band to the forefront and never really left my rotation since back when I first heard them. While they haven't really introduced anything outside of You Are Beautiful, I can't really wait to see what the future has in store for, for them. You know, they are literally the modern city pop real, real, revitalizations that is coming before right in my eyes. That and, you know, you know, the thing is with that, I really, really appreciate that they are what is essentially modern city pop now. So I'm glad for that explanation. Can I say how much I freaking love mime? And Ken, you have got me obsessed with them. And I have shared this group with a friend as well and got him obsessed with them. And Headlight is still my jam. It's been on my playlist, not to mention Cotton Shower. And Mime has released some good tracks this year. I mean, they are really killing it. And I feel like I've just fallen more and more in love with them. I mean, just their, like you said, their composition. I love their style of music. And it just is this band i don't know like labyrinth is that made my og earlier put your guns down is phenomenal you're uh you're beautiful is just so perfect i i just cannot say enough how much i absolutely love them and i want to get their physical releases i actually need to do that but i mean this is one of those bands i cannot say enough about so for me i've been consistently listening to them and I look forward to every release they do when they put something out. And so far, they have not disappointed me. And just like you said, Hikari's vocals are just beautiful. And they just go flow so well with their music. So I am glad you picked them. And I know they have a name that's very common, so sometimes they're hard to find. But I 100% always recommend Mime to people just because they such a nice unique sound and it brings me back to like you said the disco city pop type of thing and i just i just freaking love them yeah no i had a ton of fun with mime i think they're amazing uh and uh, just really good i i love 80s uh disco and, and stuff like that and so to check out like the the, the japanese version of that was just so much fun to to deal with uh headlights like luna said it's wonderful you are beautiful is a really great single and labyrinth is a lot of fun too put your gun down is another great track uh going back and listen to their uh yin yang album is just like there's not a bad track on that album that whole album is fire uh and just i had a ton of fun with that uh i really hate that I missed uh, talking about this group the first time around, but I'm so glad we got to do the catch-up so I don't get to miss on any of the action. This group is phenomenal and definitely one of the highlights of the corner. Like Mime is fantastic. All right, so next up is a female vocalist, and actually she also has powerful vocals. She might not be able to rival Little Black Dress or Harumi, but she's still up there. And that is Miyuna, who is a singer-songwriter, 
And she is, uh, her career is relatively young. She is very famous for the song Gamashada, which was the opening to the popular anime Black, uh, Black Clover. She's a husky voice, versatility, and a lot of experience with the guitar. And she is one of those artists that really stands out. And for me, I honestly had no idea she did any anime themes. I found that out way later. And she piqued my interest due to her vocal range and the ability to switch genres so easily. Not to mention her guitar skills have brought her to the front stage. I think she'll be one of those Rewa female vocalists to stand out for. One of my favorite tracks still by her is Choldai, just because it has this pop EDM style and it makes you want to dance. And she just has, I just love that depending on what you're listening to, she gives you something different in it. And I think that's one of the, what I loved about her. And she's been releasing a good chunk of songs this year, like Soleil featuring Yonki is one of my go-to summer tracks. I absolutely adore that one. Just this nice summery feel. And she just released Gilshi not too long ago, which is great. And she's an artist I've been looking forward to ever since I discovered her. And she's just her, just everything about her. And I think she's going to be one to rival a lot of the other Rewa artists. Now, I am curious to hear what, if Ken's opinion stayed the same. And Gray, I know you were not on this episode. So I am curious to hear what you think of Miyuna. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, Miyuna, she was of the artists that we're going to talk about she was honestly one of the few that it it took me a while to find my footing with her i guess would be the best way to put it because i listened to her latest release which is uh gyoshi and i wasn't really feeling that uh but then i went back listened to her replay album and was really digging that i think that's a fantastic album uh her uh soleil uh, with Yonki is really, really good. Uh, I also wound up liking Himitsu uh, pretty good. So overall, I eventually grew to really like her. I think I just started off on a... Because uh, Gyoshi is a, a weird song, and it's not, it's not really a good representation of her overall music, which I'm glad... You know, we we you know we we listen to all of their music, not just one track, because uh, you know sometimes one tr- you know, sometimes artists have a track that's a little different than what they typically do. Uh, but I wound up really digging it overall. Like I said, Soleil featuring Yonke was really good. Ano Neko no Hanashi, which is the second track on a replay album, was a lot of fun, and that features uh, Kubo Ta- Takai. Kubo Takai. Uh, that's a that's a really fun track, and I wound up really digging that overall. My life is also really good. I wound up really enjoying that as well. So I wound up really, really liking her at the end of the day. Like I said, it started off with a little shaky footing, but as I listened to her, I grew to really, really like her. And I, yeah, um, she doesn't have the strongest vocals per se, but she does know how to take what she has and really utilize it to good effect. And I think she has some pretty good song composition she she works with too so overall i wound up really digging miyuna i thought she was a a great pick for music but yeah for for me miyuna is very interesting as well because obviously you're gonna think of uh, gamasura 
immediately with her and honestly when i first heard this i was like what in the world is this anime be? <laughs> because immediately i i just thought of that and she's she's really trying to be off there i kind of equivalent her to to the charm park where she is trying to do her own thing granted she did start off from an anime style song and really kind of grew popularity from that similarly to the charm park but she is a really strong vocalist the only thing that from for me is like the, like like a lot of these other groups that we've had there's there's a little bit of no hook for me for her and that's the only thing because I think once she has that thing that really stands out, I believe that, you know, that there's that. But, you know, strong vocals can only get you so far with so long. Yeah. Uh, so moving on up to our next music corner, I had the lovely pleasure of introducing uh, the three-member pop unit uh, known as Tensai Bonjin. And uh, they were uh, the three members of the group are Mine, Hyun, and the third member is Shimada. And uh, they've only really released one track since um, since we posted Music Corner, which is their new song, Chanka Chanka. I, I will go ahead and warn you, I did not like Chanka Chanka. That song is terrible. Don't Don't listen to that song. I think all three of us did not like <laughs> yes. Chonga Chonga. I yes. hated it. I cringe. I, I think I made it about a minute into it, and I had I had to stop listening to it. I could not listen to it anymore. It, it's just you got you got farther than a minute. Good on you, man. I I I I, I clonked out five seconds in, man. <laughs> oh, and I I, I really hate, because I don't think that song is really representative of this group at all. It they they have. Oh, it, 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 it ain't. <laughs> I really like them. So, uh, so their song "Sumimasen" is really good. Their self-titled album "Tensai Bonjin," which came out last year, is phenomenal. It's a little long. It's it's like an hour and fifteen minutes long. There's a lot of tracks on it, but it's really good. And and if 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 you were going to pick up this group, that's where I would tell you to start. Check out their self-titled album. It's really, really good. I loved that album. Uh, and there's a lot of great tracks on there. And I really feel like th- one of the strengths of this group is that they're able to kind of dip into other genres. Because uh, you you have their opening track, which uh, is called uh, Naman Nakuita. And that's a really good song it's a just a good showcase of their vocals uh but then you get down to like track five rosier and that's that's like a me- like a metal-esque rock track and it's really good I, I really like that and so they they really are able to dip their toes in the various genres and i think they do a good job of handling what they have and so you know if you want like a group with a pretty good amount of song variety good vocals i i think tensai bonjin's a good go-to band uh, like i don't know what they were thinking with chanka chanka that's that is a really bizarre track i don't know what i don't know what's going on with that song but th- the thing is i i i don't even I, I don't know what to consider them as a band too <laughs> i don't 
either. They they were very... I really wanted to like them, but I just couldn't quite get into them. I mean, there were some tracks I really enjoyed, but I don't even know how to classify them, to be honest. Yeah, they're de- like I said, they're 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 doing their own thing. Uh, uh, the 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 internet kind of lumped them into the the pop unit genre, but it, which is which is yeah. understandable because they don't play any instruments and Shimada is only there as a DJ. Yeah. So, uh, so you know they, like I said, they're really doing their own thing, but. Uh, I want, like I said, I wound up really liking them. I think they have some really good tracks. Um, but um, again, this is another group that I wasn't able to be on when we talked about them. So I haven't quite heard. Uh, I got a preview from. I got a preview of Luna's. But uh, uh, let's start with you, Ken. Uh, what did you think of Tensai Bonjin? Well, there is an episode that you can always listen to to really find out what we thought about them originally. Yes, indeed. <laughs> just pushing your buttons there but you know no, nothing really stands out it, it's really bad because you got Chang Chang and then the, it, it, it's not really Sumi Masen is also a horrible track because it's just literally them saying Sumi Masen over and over and over again which made no freaking sense but I just I honestly don't see their appeal to me there's no hook for me to grab on, and it absolutely kills me that they don't because their their latest release doesn't sound like something they want to go into, and I really hope they don't go into. But just the things that they're trying to do. The thing is, because they're trying to do their own thing, they don't have something to fall back on if that new thing does not do well. That's my only problem with them is they don't have a base to kind of experiment, to branch off and experiment off of. And that's fine. You can do that. And I want artists to do that. But it's very, very difficult to not have a base to go back to just in case that lane does not work. It's like trying to get uh, trying to lane shift and you're going right off a cliff. Unfortunately, you don't have that buffer. And I feel really bad because I really think they are really good and they have strong vocals, but there's nothing there for me to hook on, which is sad. Yeah, and I had a similar similar to you. I just... It's one of those... I just feel like I don't quite know where they're going. And also, I mean, with a lot of their tracks, it was really a... If it was a hit, it was a hit, but it was still very rare. It wasn't even if it was a hit with me. I I don't see myself really going back by myself and listening to them. It's There's just something odd about them. I would like to see them pick a... I, w- I don't want to say pick a style and stick with it, but I feel like at this point they also kind of, you know, like something like Chanka Chanka is like, what are you doing? You know, so I love when people branch out and do something to stand out, but at the same time, you have to make it work for you, and I feel like that definitely does not work for them. And I did feel like that with some of their music in general. I mean, yeah, there were tracks I, you know, I enjoyed, but at the same time, I still, for me, it just felt like some there was something missing, and no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't quite get into them. 
I really wanted to like them and I really tried, but I mean, I can see they definitely have an audience out there and I'm glad I checked them out because they're, they are an interesting group, but there's just something missing for me. Yeah, no, I, I think your criticism is fair. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, they have their hands in many pots, but uh, it, it's one of those where, uh, you know, it, when you have your hands in many pots, like sometimes, you know, you're going to get like hit and misses and, you, you know, sometimes you're going to go down a rabbit trail, uh, you know, like Chunka Chunka. Uh, but um, I think your criticism is fair. And, uh, you know, I I would I think, you know, Mine and Hyun have great vocals and I would like to see them really hone those in a bit more and really focus on that. But uh, you know, I don't know if they'll do that because I mean they've been around for a while now, and so you know I think the, they pretty much set in what they're going to be. Uh, but like I said, if you're looking for like a three member group with a pretty wide variety of stuff that they tend to do, uh, I, I do re- recommend checking them out because you're you, you're probably going to find one or two tracks you'll definitely enjoy. And going on up to my latest artist here it is Udawashi now he is something very interesting and something a first for us as he is a technically a track maker and he started releasing content back in 2020 and you know he's actually made a huge splash with a lot of amazing compositions and a lot of collabs that's very interesting for him his Compositions are really distinguished by his gentle melodies, which is really emphasized by the co- the quality of his guitar and his piano and his synthesizer. What's something that is very interesting that I love is a lot of their songs don't really sound the same for him, and he usually doesn't use vocalists in the traditional style. A lot of it is computer-made, unless it specifically says in the track, if there is a vocalist, in that track it is really computer made so this is something very very interesting a first for us i was very nervous when i first started to introduce uduwashi especially because originally you were going to be on or try to be on this episode here and unfortunately you couldn't be on here for for this one gray so i want to hear what you thought of uduwashi as first uh, yeah, no, uh, Uruwashi is, I mean, he he is different than what we typically talk about, is definitely more of a composer, and I, I, I had, when I pulled up his album, his Umami album, I, I wanted to double check and make certain I was listening to the right person, because it, uh, in Apple Music, his label is instrumental, and I thought that was, I was like, uh, it should be, uh, maybe I pulled up the wrong thing, but no, this is the right guy, um, but I don't. I really like his composition. I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a synthesizer. I really am, uh, and I I wound up really liking his Umami album overall. I thought it was really good. Uh, Summer Breeze. I really liked Walk In. Velvet's fantastic, and I, I really wound up digging his music. This is the kind of music that, you know, sometimes I'm looking for something to listen to while I'm like reading a manga or something. And this is, this is almost perfect uh, for that in in a lot of ways. And 
uh, while you're listen, while you're, you know, while you're reading, you know, you can kind of bob along with the music, and there's no lyrics to really distract you from what you're doing, and so you can really you know, f- you know, you get the sound, you get a really good sound quality, but it, you know, it's not, you know, you're able to do, you know, like if you want to like read or something, you can still do that and it's not just taking you out of it. It's, ca- it's kind of enhancing the mood in, in a way. I, I did, I wound up really liking Uruwashi overall. I, th- I thought he was really good and I really wound up liking a lot of the compositions that he did. So, yeah, Uduwashi is a fun listen. I love that he isn't your ordinary musician. And that's what makes him stand out because he isn't doesn't use, like, the traditional vocalist like a lot of those do. And it really is, you know, all these... The, the vocalists he brings in are just... I just love it. And... Like Alina Saito and Summer Breeze. Oh my gosh, that track has been on my summer playlist. And I just I just love his style because it's just so relaxing. And that's the nice thing, is it's something, you know, I can relax and take a bubble bath to. I'd sit in a hammock, read a book. And I think that's one of the reasons Udawashi is very interesting and just that it's a breath of fresh air and I would say it's the compositions, you know, they're so unique in their own way. And he stands out like at all the artists, he is the most standout one, to be honest. And I think it's just because of what he does is different than everyone else. He is not your typical, typical artist. So with that, I am going to go on to my artist, which is very hard to follow Puduwashi just because of the unique style of being a track maker that he brings. But the one I picked is Taniyuki, a singer-songwriter, and he is actually a male vocalist. And this is very unique to me because most of you know I I always prefer female vocalists versus male. However, Taniyuki caught my ear because he did his debut song Myra ended up on the Oricon. And not just that, I when I was listening to some playlists, you know, like fresh music out of Japan on Apple and checking out different artists, Myra popped back up and it made me remember Taniyuki and I how much I loved his voice. So I wanted to check out hit more of his music. And upon me actually diving into his music, he has such charming vocals that are very smooth as butter and they blend perfectly with the composition with his compositions. And I think the one thing about Taniyuki is also one his versatility. He also spent a lot of time in vocal units, vocation school. And I believe that really helped him achieve success with his music. And you can hear that. He has an acute ear for music. And that's what makes all his songs so good. He knows how to help with composing. He knows how to utilize his vocals to bring out that song or vice versa. And I feel like some of his music is just like a journey. And he has had some amazing tracks and has been an artist. I have been anticipating each release. And that's very rare for me, male vocal wise. But Taniyuki is one of those to honestly, I think will be a great influence in the Reiwa era. So 
I'm curious to I, I I already know Ken's thoughts from the last podcast, but I'm curious to hear if yours change. And also, I am very eagerly awaiting to hear, Gray, your opinion, because this was your first listen, if I am correct. Uh, y- yeah, you are correct. Uh, I was not too familiar with Tani Yuki, but I'm glad you picked him. Uh, I wound up really really digging him overall. I thought he was really good. His Memories album is really good. And you can definitely see when you listen to songs like Myra, like how he was able to like really start getting attention. Like he's got a good vo- voice and he really just knows how to utilize it and uh, just take what he has and run with that extra mile. Uh, he's got a lot of great singles. Uh, Jibun uh, Jishin is Fabulous! That song is so freaking good. Uh, his latest single, Baku, is really, really good, too. Myra is fantastic. WXY is really good. Uh, overall, I wound up really liking him and his, his sound and his voice. I thought he was just a really good artist. And I, I'm really glad you picked him because I think he's just getting started and he is going to leave an impact on the on the era it's it's just a matter of time yeah you know speaking about the era you know he's an artist that i've uh, you know upon first listening with myra because that was the first introduction to all the the both me and you luna to him because that was his first hit at that time yep you know i honestly can't wait to see what's going to happen because we have Tani Yuki, Fuji Kaze, and Yudi as these this generation solo male vocalists, and I honestly can't wait to see what they have. All three of us, all three of them, have in store for the future of this industry, and all of them, all three of them, are fairly unique in their own way. And I honestly can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, so uh, moving on up to our next uh, music corner, uh, we I had the lovely pleasure of introducing a immensely popular person that I, I didn't realize it at the time, uh, but uh, I wound up uh, introducing uh, a little known vocalist by the name of Subaru Shibutani. And I... Like I said, when I picked him, uh, he is an artist who you know, Apple Music recommended to me, and I, I I'm still learning a lot when it comes to Japanese uh, the Japanese music industry. So I don't always recognize major male idols, uh, and then you know I accidentally pick them sometimes. Uh, and Subaru Shibutani really became famous because he is one of the members Kanjani. Kanjani 8 is a really popular Johnny's group. If uh, you're new to the podcast and you're not familiar with Kanjani 8, they are a very popular male boy group. Back in 2017, um, Subaru Shibutani started kind of branching out and doing solo work. And he has since left the group and he now just does solo work. And so um, we are... So, you know, this is mostly just talking about his solo work and not his work related to Kanjani 8. And so I wound up really digging 
Subaru Shibutani. Uh, I really liked his last album, uh, t- uh, 2021. Uh, I think he is a really good vocalist, uh, obviously. <laughs> He's had many years in a, as a Japanese male idol to, to really hone those skills. And I think it, it really shows in his work. Uh, his, like I said, his latest album is really good. Uh, his Nisai album I also wound up really liking overall and uh yeah i i he's a really good artist he's a great vocalist he's spent years honing his craft uh and he definitely knows what he you know how to utilize his voice uh the only thing that i would criticize him is uh i i I still feel like he's, even though he's released three albums, I still feel like he's trying to figure out what he wants to be as a solo artist. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like he's picked like a style that he really wants to adhere to, but uh, still, I think he's a really talented vocalist. And if he can figure out where he wants to go, I think he's, he's going to be just as popular as a solo artist as he was as a pop, a boy idol. So, um, I'd like to see him claim the charts a, a bit more and definitely see him really turn out some good stuff. Ken, I remember you were on when we talked about uh, Subaru Shibutani. Uh, so let's start with you, Luna. What did you think about Subaru Shibutani? So for me, I feel like I was on this as well because I remember my thoughts on Shibutani pretty, pretty, I mean, they're still fresh in my mind. I mean, the thing was, uh, uh, Gray, you weren't on this episode that uh, Shibutani, when we did Shibutani. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. That was the day I had a power outage. You're right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so it's just it's just saying that I was on is a, a little bit of understatement. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was on this because my thoughts on Shibutani, and I'm just gonna get this out there. I mean, yes, his vocal, his solo work is different than Kanjani Eight. To that effect, I'm also not super, super into Kanjani 8, and I I do like that Shibutani is doing his own thing. I recognize that. I recognize his uniqueness to change up his style. I recognize that, you know, his appeal, and I can see he's been a big pillar in the industry, especially being a part of Johnny's, and he's really established himself. For me, at a personal level, I just could not get into his music. I recognize what he can do. I recognize his style, you know, but he's not for me. And I don't know if his... I honestly think part of it is his vocals for me. I just... Something about it just doesn't mesh with my ears. And even going back and listening to him, I really tried because I feel like I should like him. You know, he's Johnny's and I'm getting into a lot more of the Johnny's artist. But part of me is I just... I, I had a difficulty listening to his music and really enjoying it, but I see his appeal and I can easily see why you love him, Gray, and why other people love him. And I recognize what he can do and what he has done, and I am interested to see what he'll do in the future. Yeah, for me, you know, just only judging on Shibatani's solo work here, it's... It's something that I had really difficulty getting behind... Well, I do think he is a very talented singer. He's obviously a talented singer. And he's knows how to garner a, a general public feel. I kind of equate him to Sayaka Yamamoto 
a, where she was a couple years prior where he is really showing off that yeah I can do other things besides idol and but it's not really blowing up like how he really wants it to be because he's not going back to the bread and butter that he's used to it's more like yeah I can stand above the Johnny style which is fine you can do that but the thing is for me you need to establish that base and then you can kind of go out there for Shibutani he went out there immediately to show off that he can that Johnny's was holding him back and he wanted to do a lot more of this this style of music and because of that it seems like he's really trying hard for something that for someone who's not a hardcore Johnny fan or a hardcore Shibutani fan will try to fall on deaf ears, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, and, and I can see where you're coming from because, uh, you, you know, I understand, you know, when you spend so many years as uh, in the public eye as one thing, you, you know, there there's this tendency to want to be perceived as more than just the one thing that you're known for uh and and so there, there's yeah. a stigma there's a stigma unfortunately yeah with that. And, and i do think and um i do think shibutani is i guess he's really talented he's really good and i i think i think he can i think he can figure it out and really wow everyone and really just show everybody what he's capable of so uh but i do i do understand what yeah. you're saying uh and where you're coming from and, and and like i said it's like yamamoto sayaka several years prior you know it wasn't until her third year as a solo artist where she kind of was like yeah she swallowed that pill of now i should be really doing the rock thing because that's was what i was known for while i was in nmb Aside from an idol, she she had her start as a rock vocalist, and unfortunately, she strayed upon that path to just regular pop, nothing, and not idol pop, just regular pop, and it wasn't really working for her. Shibutani has its own way, and he is a phenomenal vocalist and a really great songwriter too, and you, and you can hear that just by listening to sing and stuff like that. It's just there's going to be some growing pains of him trying to be like, yeah, I want to do it on my own, but it's, he has to learn of what is going to work and what's not going to work, unfortunately. No, understandable. Uh, and I, I think you're right, uh, ultimately, but uh, still, I, I will say I did really enjoy what he's, you know, the three albums he's put out, and uh, I am very eager to see what he does next. But with that, let's continue on to our last artist here. And this is the lovely Foy, who is a half Japanese Chinese vocalist that got her start back in 2019. You know, she is uh, a Sony musician product here. And she, what's very interesting is she blends both styles of her ethnicity by blending C pop and Mando pop, which really influenced her childhood. And really wants to bring that style into modern J-pop with traditional Chinese style of compositions. And which is very, very rare, especially of her descent, because you don't hear many Chinese, Japanese, uh, 
half singers and songwriters here, which also is kind of a sticking point to attract fans. You know, she has a fairly emotionally filled vocal style with fairly smooth singing prowess and is an artist you guys really can't miss. We just finished her off about a month ago, so it's kind of still fresh in our minds, but did you guys really change how you felt about Foy? Let's start with you, Luna. No, my opinions have not changed on Foy. I think she is absolutely phenomenal, and I was already familiar with her earlier. As you, you've shared her music over, actually over this past year, and I absolutely love her, and I'm glad you were able to do her... Especially because her long-awaited album, Her, dropped this year. And it's just this perfect blend. She has such soulful vocals. And I love the lounge style of music she does. And I feel like with each song, you just you just soak it in and you want more. And she has such a versatility on her tracks, too. And I've been re-listening to her, uh, the Her album. And I'll say Countman right now is my favorite track, but I absolutely love Nobody Else. And just going back and listening to all her music, it's just such a treat. And she's one of those artists I would love to see in that uh, that music session they do live. I think I would love to go into those music bars and see her because she would just be such a treat. Yeah, no, I loved Foy when we t- talked about her a couple of weeks back and really nothing much has changed. Her, the, her, her album is really good uh i loved that whole album count man is fantastic and the, the chinese version of it's very interesting as well but uh no i i think she's a great vocalist and very talented and uh, i cannot wait to see what she does next she is she was a really good uh note to end the roundup onto uh because uh she's really fantastic and uh just a delight to listen to but yeah with that Let's continue on to our favorite artist from this roundup here. Let's start with you, Gray. What was a couple of your favorite artists from our list? We always got to pick at least one from every single person here, so it's not all. It's fair for everyone. So uh, Yeah, no, uh, and I, I did. I had a hard time picking my favorite uh, for the this set of groups it's just it was so hard to pick there's so many great artists that we just talked about uh but so uh the personal my personal favorite of the groups that i introduced i went with omoi notake uh because really i i just i really like what these guys are doing i just i love their piano riffs just their energy their style everything about them i i have a lot of fun listening to omoi notake and uh, I think they're really special. So I am very, very eager to see what they have, what they do next. Um, for Luna, it, I, it was hard. It, it was really, really difficult. But I ultimately leaned into Einstein. Uh, I really like this guy. I, I think he is just awesome. And uh, I really, really liked his album. It's really good. Uh, just a lot of great tracks on that and his latest single fly is so good i like there are not words to do it justice i loved that track it was a phenomenal and ken uh again just it was really hard and 
while we were going through them, man, I almost uh, like I have a group. I, I almost changed. I, I did. I almost changed because uh, there's there's two two other people that like it could easily be number like just like I love them so much. Uh, you know, Harumi and Little Black Dress are were both just absolutely fantastic. But uh, I'm going to give it to Ata Rayo because I, I of how much my opinion just Im- improved over this group. Uh, me not really digging them too much to really kind of coming around and really understanding this group on a more fundamental level. Uh, like I said, that that Acoustic Sessions album is fire. Uh, just really freaking good, and it's one of the it's one of the few things I did ultimately add to my library. I just wound up really digging that album overall. Uh, so I, I'm just going to have to give the nudge out to Atar. Atarayo, they they just had such a phenomenal um, album, and just uh, my turnaround on them was so good. I I wanted to give the edge out to them. So those are some of my favorites this this roundup. So yeah, this was a solid roundup. Not gonna lie, I mean you're talking everyone. I think had some great picks. So out of my favorites, obviously Spicy Soul was the big one from Grays. I fell in love with them. Just their their music was powerful, soulful, great beats, fun, and just constantly keeps you interested. And that I just cannot get enough of them. I've been keeping an eye on them. And also Nolberich is just I I am in love with that new EP right now. And just going back, he just has such a good chill beats, nice vocal range. I love that he is more of a project and just brings in different, you know, different things to the mix. So, and as far as Ken's picks goes, mime, you know, I was picking mime hands down, 100% mime all the way. I've been in love with them, like I said earlier, and I can go on and on about how much I enjoy their music. So I'm not going to go into that, but you know, that's my favorite. And then, I mean, Ken, you had other ones that, of course, that I had been familiar with before and gravitated for. Like, Foy is just amazing. Harumi and Little Black Dress were the perfect blend of the R&B soul that I absolutely love. Picking two powerhouses, a vocalist, was just great. And then for mine, I did go with Ana Takeuchi. Just because I love her vibe. Ice Cream has been my jam this year. And just hearing her Tickets album is great. And they're... And oh yeah, also Ken Atareo. I love them and they've been on my playlist as well. And other ones of mine, I mean... I absolutely love Miyuna. I think she brings a uniqueness to her. I love her vocals and I like that she does her own thing. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to more of what she's going to do. And Tani Yuki is just, I am just in love with his vocals and I cannot wait to see what he does in the future. He was just such a good pick and Myra was the perfect debut for an artist. So. Yeah, for, so for me, Noborich was going to be the obvious pick from, from you, Gray. You know, like I said, he has a certain style that I really, really love. He's it just oozes pizzazz and just flair, and that vocals just are able to spin a tail that it never really did leave my rotation. Even even after the introduction to all these amazing artists that we've done for Music Corner this this roundup, 
it was going to be him no matter what at, at that point. And then for you, Luna, uh, it was difficult, but I ended up going, deciding on Taniyuki. You know, like I said, he was an artist that I thought okay upon first listen. And there are things that I honestly really do love about him. And I honestly like the little war that I have in my mind between him, Fujikaze, and Yuri. Because I honestly think the little so-called composition competition that I'll have in my mind of which is going to outdo the next for a solo male vocalist is really got me thinking and excited for the future of for him and finally for mine it it was going to be a little back dress honestly she has her own way of doing things very powerful vocals wide range and like you know, rivals Harumi on some respects, but she is a very strong vocalist on her own terms. And I honestly can't wait to see what she does for her career. And it was really such a blast to go back and revisit her. And, you know, there are things that I've absolutely loved around this roundup. It was really difficult to just pick one artist, but this really shows how really great a a really great how japanese music has been really good overall and b how our taste kind of just matches now overall for certain certain artists aside here we've been able to match what we all think can enjoy so i'm very thankful for all the artists that you guys were able to introduce i know this is late because of we were supposed to do this within every four to five months and the last time we did one was way back in october so I'm very thankful that we are able to get to the finish line for this part of the roundups here, and I can't wait for the next set of roundups. Same. I love everyone's pick. I think this is probably one of our most solid music corner ones we've done, and I'm looking forward to next round and see see everyone's artist and it's so great discovering new ones and this is the perfect place to do it yeah music corner is one of the the funner things that we get to do and talk about and discovering new artists and i think you know music corner is kind of in some ways the heart of the show uh because you know that that is the time where we get to cover new artists artists that you may not you know hear about when you you know when you turn on when you're on like social media and stuff like we're gonna we try to find like artists that you don't typically get to hear that much about so uh this is always a fun thing to do and i love the roundup and uh it's always nice to go back and see what these artists are doing but yeah I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongaku Do You. You can find us on all social media platforms at Ongaku Do You on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at ongakudu.com. You can also follow our lovely interview that we did with uh, Cho Tokumeki Sen, uh, Sendembu. So be sure to be on the lookout for that by the time this episode releases that's the interview should be up so go take a look they were such a blast to kind of interview with and our first traditional idol group that we got to talk to so it was so much fun you can find out all all of our affiliates at 
on our site as well. You can follow Curry Hunter, who is a retro streamer. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Curry Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow our affiliate, Timber Taff, who is a variety streamer in and of himself. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Timber Taff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also follow your sister, Luna, called Rose. And you can follow her at twitch.tv slash Kitty R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-C-Y. You can also follow our affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name, who is a very accomplished author with a very interesting book. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You can follow her at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also talk, uh, f- listen to the podcast where me, Lou, and Timber talk about the gaming industry called Podasaurus. This week, we talked about a whole giggle of things because it was just me and Timber. We talked about Death Note. We talked about Fire Emblem Three Hopes. So if you want to hear our lovely banter about that, you can listen to Potosaurus by searching up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch channel on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I can talk about Bang Dream, I'm Ibo, Roboco, Herobo, and Josh Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Gray? You can follow me on Twitter at Ongaka Greyward, who at what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And you can follow me on all the social, lovely, lovely social medias, such as the Twitter, the Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu as Luna Maria87. Or you can follow me on the Instagrams. At Nerdy Collector Luna, I mainly post about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what I've recently picked up from sales, some cool horror stuff, and maybe some few neat outdoorsy things too. Oh, and my lovely, lovely cats who are very, very bad. But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this very special episode of Ongaku to You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed our extra special music corner. We will catch you next time. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back here next week with a regular episode. Bye-bye.